You're with Patrick Henningsen on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to TNT, today's news talk. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. We're into the second hour of this live broadcast, and we're broadcasting from the south coast of England, the beautiful city of Brighton. Uh, the Brighton Fringe Festival is on, and again, the city is pop- popping. Uh, there's so much activity going on here. Uh, down by the beautiful boardwalk here, the weather is absolutely uh, stunning. So hopefully it holds, but hey, it's England, so you never know. It could change any second. could be like rainstorms. It was thunder and lightning last night, so that's just the way it goes. We've got Basil Valentine in the house. He's going to be joining us in just a minute. And uh, thank you to Miles of Truth, our research assistant for the show, for his contribution uh, in the previous hour. This is a big story, and this story is not going away. Uh, this the, These pandemics are not going away. I'm not talking about a virus that's on the move. I'm not talking about a little microscopic particle that we're told uh, just jumps from country to country in a matter of hours and magically uh, pollinates the, the world uh, in, in a matter of days uh, and does, does a world tour, goes around the planet more times than Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones on a steel wheels tour. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the regulations. We're talking about the artifacts created by government policy that create the atmosphere of a pandemic. That's what we're talking about. So Basil is going to be joining us in a second. And F. William Engdahl, best-selling author, uh, is going to be joining us in a few minutes. Uh, We're looking forward to that conversation. William is uh, drafted a really good article uh, on the pandemic uh, treaty uh, by the WHO. So he's going to be able to give us a little bit more insight into that, add, basically add and build on top of uh, what Miles uh, has uh, laid out for us uh, in the first hour. Now, another big story that's worth commenting on. Uh, we talked a, a little bit in the first hour about the announcement by the UN Secretary General the, uh, the Russian food fertilizers must have unrestricted access to world markets. That's a big, big announcement there. And he says the food, the fertilizer, it needs to flow. Otherwise, we're going to have global famines. It might be too late already. Okay. But uh, wow, it's took them long enough, nearly three months uh, for the penny to drop with these people. Honestly, I don't know what to say. But uh, the other big news out of Ukraine is the Av- Avastol plant uh, where all the Azov battalion, the Nazis, were hiding underground, a couple thousand of them, saying they were going to fight to the death, and uh, Slava Ukraini, all the rest of it, uh, and then at the same time begging for exfiltration to be rescued by some third-party country. Uh, those guys who said they would never surrender, they're going to fight fight to the death. Well, they the Azov battalion just issued its new flag design. Uh, in, in the last 24 hours, the the new flag of the Azov Battalion is a white flag. It's a white flag, and that's a surrender flag. Yes, they've surrendered to the Russians and the Western mainstream media. How they reported this was funny. They called it an evacuation. Zelensky, this clown, this comedian, goes on goes onto his Zoom channel uh, to speak to the world and to whoever. And he said that our SBU security forces, Ukrainian intelligence, has been working closely with the Red Cross to organize the evacuation of our brave defenders of Mariupol. He's talking about the Nazi battalions hiding under Azovstal plant. 
uh, it wasn't an evacuation. They surrendered. They surrendered to the Russian forces. There are already half of them in Russian territory right now or in the DPR, the Donetsk uh, People's Republic. Okay, they're POWs. Some of them might get traded for Russian POWs. Some of them might stand trial for war crimes. Okay, they were not uh, evacuated. They surrendered. That shows you the level of propaganda that you're witnessing and the Western media as a whole have run with that gag for the first 24 hours. I cannot believe the things that I'm seeing. I cannot believe the things that I'm reading. So that uh, that's coming to an end. So Russia is going to have to sweep uh, the tunnels underneath. That might take a couple of weeks. There could be it could be booby trapped. Uh, there could be other a, a, a few other fighters down there. We don't know. There could be a, a few agents of uh, uh, provocateur agents uh, down there as well. Who knows? You know, on the jihad, whatever that the, the nationalist jihad or whatever it is that the Azov battalions uh, believe in. Uh, so we, we'll see. But Mariupol, for all intents and purposes, is finished um, as a uh, battle zone. Uh, and now it's really under police control and other, under military protection of the DPR uh, and Russian forces. And soon you'll see Mariupol port reopen uh, for limited uh, commercial activity. And, of course, uh, we part a highly patrolled naval area, uh, still a conflict zone. So anyway, we'll we'll take a look at that story. It might still develop. There'll be some dramas with the POWs, the trading, who knows, some of these people, if, if they're deemed to be guilty of war crimes by this tribunal set up by the Russians and DPR, uh, then, you know, who knows, prison sentence, execution, I don't know how it's going to end up. But this wasn't the Hollywood ending that they were hoping for when they were sending out tweets to Elon Musk uh, and uh, imploring the world to come and rescue them. You know, I'm surprised Sean Penn wasn't trying to organize uh, some sort of a gallant rescue uh, effort there uh, for these guys. Who knows? But anyway, um, I'm joined in the house uh, by a special guest. Uh, our roving correspondent for culture and sport over at the Sunday Wire and uh, over here on the South Coast, just joining us as a ringer uh, on TNT is Basil Valentine. And uh, Basil, there you go. We got him all kitted up there. So can you hear us okay? Yeah, I hear you fine, Patrick. Good to be with you. Yeah, so just uh, bring that uh, microphone uh, closer to there. You can probably... You can hold on to the base if yeah. you want. Okay. But uh, how, how uh, it's a beautiful, the weather is absolutely stunning. And uh, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful. Right, it's in full swing, isn't it? You've got the, uh, the, the French festivals on. Yeah. Place is popping. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the place to be. There's no doubt about it. So uh, thank you for joining us here in studio. Do you like our little makeshift studio here? Fantastic, yeah. It's pretty nice, pretty nice. We're going to be joined by F. William Angdahl, best-selling author, in a couple of minutes. Um and we'll, we'll have a little bit of a more pithy discussion about some of the other news stories in the third hour, uh, Basil. But um, just just initially, we've got a couple of minutes before the next break. Uh, is there anything that's uh, well, uh, a bee in your bonnet? Well, uh, we've had, finally had some good news, haven't we? And, and as much as it looks like the uh, counter-disinformation board is going to be disbanded before it's really started. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That the, the Ministry of Truth is dead. <laughs> so they just get, they gave up. They they well, get officially it's a pause. Homeland Security have announced there's going to be a pause in their activities, but uh, 
Jankovic has resigned. She's having a baby. Okay. Sorry. And it's going to focus on family matters. That's the old one that the Tory ministers used to use when resigning in in a disgrace or whatever. I, I want to spend more time with my family. In fact, that reminds me, I think I saw this morning somebody tweeting out that 65 MPs are currently under investigation for sexual misconduct. 65? Yes. Now, when we were on the break, I want to look that up to verify that. But that was John Crace in The Guardian saying that. Um uh, you know, it's absolutely unprecedented. That's that's 10% of the entire House of Commons under investigation for sexual misconduct. It's an absolute joke. I mean, I don't pay particularly close attendance to the goings-on in the House of Commons. I haven't for many years. It's a total clown show and one populated at the moment by people of extremely low calibre. <laughs> That's 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 putting it. That's being kind. It's being generous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And chief amongst them is the chief clown and warmonger Boris Johnson. Oh yeah. Uh, who apparently made a fool of himself at Prime Minister's Question Time yesterday, when uh, when uh, attempting to deal with the even you know milk toast attack from Keir Starmer. Um, was floundering and has absolutely nothing to offer the British people at a time of severe cost of living crisis. A lot of people are hurting. Bills are going up exponentially. Uh, incomes are not keeping pace. It's the biggest squeeze since the 1970s. Wholesale gas prices are down. Retail gas prices are up. Boris has nothing to say, nothing whatsoever. Of course, if gas was still in public hands, the government would be able to immediately drop the price of gas. But it isn't. It's privatized. That was one of Margaret Thatcher's brilliant ideas. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's an absolute, the worst ever, the, you know, the four-letter word followed by show that one wants to use, you know, to describe the current state of this government. Uh, the only thing is, you know, the opposition are arguably even worse. Oh, their only solution is ramp up taxes. Yes. Um, uh, what else? Cut services. Ramp up. Blame the public for being taking too long of showers. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Can you believe this? If you want to earn more money, if you can't keep up with your bills, get a better job. Get a better job. Get a higher paying job. It's so simple. The Tories never change, do they? Absolutely the, bonkers. The, the line never changes, does you it? You know, apparently they're not in favour of putting up taxes in theory. But in practice, they've done so repeatedly. Well, and of course, we've got to always have money for war, for Ukraine, for, mm. you know, all these terribly important 30 things. billion for test and trace. 45 billion, wasn't it? Okay. It was over 40 billion. And Absolutely. For an app. That is the biggest scandal of the last, one, one of the biggest scandals of the last two years. No attempt has been made at auditing that sum, finding out where it went. Yeah, it's just immediately disappeared down the memory hole. I don't know whether it was Minister's Pals or something, but that is an awful lot of money. It didn't save, I don't think it saved one life. I mean, people are squealing about the, what was it, $30 billion that went to Ukraine from... from uh, well, 40 is scheduled to go. Billion dollars from, from the US to Ukraine. Well, 45 billion pounds that was spent is more like $60 billion. So, you know... It, 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 even in government finances, it's a very, very hef hefty chunk of change. On something that made no effect whatsoever. No 
Well, I didn't even know that it ever existed, did it? Did oh. it ever get off the ground? Well, I, I suppose it did. Absolutely. Um, there, there are people oh. running around with high-vis jackets. And oh, oh, look, we'll, we'll get into this uh, on the other side. I'm going to take a short break here. Uh, I'm with Basil Valentine. You're listening to TNT. Today's News Talk. I'm Patrick Henningsen. Uh, we'll be right back with our next guest after these messages. Stay right there. TNT Radio's Rick Munn, where it's almost like it's the devil's own award ceremony. You know, they're, they're, they're demons rewarding demons with prizes, you know, uh, a, a hotter spot in hell for the best and most effective vaccine. You know, Pfizer got this and Moderna got that. That's what it is. You know, that's really what it is. If people could actually see what this is, if they had eyes to see, they would see what this is. It's not something that's beneficial to the world. And this business of this plan that you talked about as well, and I concur 100%, it's not a case of, okay, you get your two shots, we're done with you. No, this is going to be a constant, regular thing. Do not be, do not fall for the lie that was told two years ago. Like, you take your two shots, you've stepped up to the plate, you're a patriot, uh, you'll be safe, you won't transmit, uh, everyone can go back to normal. No, you need your first booster shot, you need your second booster shot, you're going to need an annual shot with a flu shot, your children are going to have to get these shots even though there's no risk to them. Locked and Loaded with Rick Mon on today's News Talk TNT Radio. The United States government has declared you an enemy of the state. For the first time in history, a foreign journalist has been charged under the U.S. Espionage Act for publishing truthful information about war crimes. If convicted, our right to free press is over. We have been led to despise the journalist charged by a massive smear campaign directed at both the left and the right, yet his record speaks for itself. He's the only journalist to have never gotten it wrong. The charges are opposed by all major human rights and free press organizations, but our once trusted news outlets have failed to inform us. It is not too late. We can demand the UK stop the extradition of journalist and publisher Julian Assange. We can demand the Department of Justice drop the charges. Call UK Home Secretary Priti Patel at 020-7219-3528 or call the Department of Justice at 202-514-2000. They are not after him. They're after us. Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Depression won't show up on an eye chart, and you won't find PTSD by looking at a thermometer. Sorting out a mental health concern takes professional diagnosis and treatment. Anxiety won't just go away under a bandage. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov support. Government has taken our rights and will never give them back unless we make them. The voice of freedom is TNT Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to TNT Today's News Talk. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I'm uh, here in studio. Uh, we're live from Brighton in our makeshift road studio. And I'm joined riding shotgun with me is Basil Valentine. Hello, Basil. Hello, Patrick. Don't knock it. It's not that makeshift. It's really, you know, very smart. You've got all the kit and caboodle you could possibly need here <laughs> in a luxury penthouse suite. You know, we got the, we got, thank you for inviting us to Valentine Towers. And uh, <laughs> we, we've got all the gear, all the microphones, all the wires, the mixer, uh, everything. We've got a few little lights here. So no excuses. I'll try to tweet out a picture uh, of our little enterprise here. But um, uh, before the, before the, uh, uh, previous hour, um, uh, we were talking with Miles of Truth about the WHO 
uh, pandemic treaty. And uh, on the line right now is a best-selling author and someone who has actually recently published an article on this. The article is entitled WHO Stealth Coup to Dictate Global Health Agenda of Gates Big Pharma. And we're on the line now with F. William Angdahl. Uh, joining us uh, from the heart of Europe. Hello, William. How are you? Hello, Patrick. Good to be with you again. It's great to be with you. Uh, great signal. You sound fantastic like you're next door. Uh, thank you for joining us, William. William, uh, your article uh, just coincided with us uh, doing this segment, and uh, thank you so much for joining us um, uh, on this. Uh, it's it's a little bit uh, jarring uh, to to read what we're reading right now. Um, my first question to you, William, is um, what is the timeline on this particular treaty uh, in terms of uh, how soon will countries be compelled to uh, agree to the diktats of the World Health Organization on in terms of declaring a pandemic, what to do about a pandemic, what guidelines to follow, restrictions, measures, etc. Right. What, what, what do you know about the timeline on this? Well, the statements coming out of Geneva, WHO, and the statements coming out of the uh, Biden administration, Health and Human Services, uh, if you'll excuse the uh, misnomer, uh, <laughs> are misleading to, to the extreme. They... Uh, First of all, let uh, let it stand uh, clear in people's mind. This is not a new treaty. This is an amendment to a treaty that has been ratified by the member nations, 194 member nations of the WHO back in 2005, which was a quite harmless and toothless uh, international treaty that the World Health Organization would provide guidance, advice, and so forth consultation to member states on health emergencies and what 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 has been done by the Biden administration and, and uh, Tedros the director general now for the next five years as well of, of WHO is what I call a stealth coup uh, what they've done is through the per uh, process of amending the 2005 document treaty they have completely transformed the, the force and the, and the meaning of that document. And because they claim these are just amendments to a ratified treaty, there is no debate by member nations being allowed. So uh, let's get the timeline clear. The, the uh, Assistant Secretary for HHS in Washington under Biden's administration, Lois Pace, she submitted amendments to the WHO, quote-unquote amendments, uh, back in January. This is listed on the WHO website. Uh, they were sub submitted back in January of this year, and the WHO did not publish these uh, proposed amendments until April, that is last month, and they're to be voted on by the emergency committee of the WHO uh, and the relevant bodies, uh, the, the, the World Health Organization, uh, WHA, uh, World Health Agency, in end of this month, end of May, and instead of having an 18-month waiting time for allowing member nations to uh, either change their vote after looking at it more closely 
uh, or you know having some discussion of it, they reduce the the uh, time before it comes into force to six months. That means in November of this coming year, just in the peak of uh, normal flu season in the northern hemisphere, this thing shouldn't come into official force. Wow. So basically, William, what you're saying, this is the equivalent of ramming through emergency legislation on Christmas Eve uh, you know, in, in a country. It's the same type of yeah. thing. Nobody's in exactly. session. They, they've rushed it. Uh, so there's really no time. Ta- there's there's no time to object. Yeah, no, no debate in the uh, so-called mainstream media in the United States or as far as I know in, in uh, I've certainly not seen it in Germany here and uh, other other major countries uh, it's just been it's going through the back door by stealth and you're you're calling this a stealth coup d'etat um william yeah. well uh, think of it in these terms patrick if you're going if you're uh, the globalist powers that be like klaus schwab's pals at the davos world economic forum uh bill gates or George Soros or whoever you want to name of these despicables, uh, you want to have an agency that's completely unaccountable to the to the uh, populations that it's controlling. And what what better uh, agency than the World uh, United Nations? You know, you've got the Guterres, the uh, Secretary General of the UN, is 150 degrees uh, percent in favor of the uh, globalist agenda for, for climate change and everything else that Klaus Schwab wants. Uh, so this is the first, to my knowledge, the first real uh, assumption of, of going from a voluntary dialogue kind of uh, uh, relationship between a WHO agency and the member nations into one that is a dictatorial top-down control and and the the amendments state clearly that it has the effect of international law so if a country let's say that that tedros let's say that this uh, tedros from ethiopia is is a uh, a little bit corrupt and he's willing to do what the the big pharma companies and bill gates foundation who are, by the way, the biggest contributors to the budget of the WHO. This is something that most people don't know. It's not a government, United Nations government agency. For uh, years now, the WHO has been a public-private partnership, and the private part of that is is completely below the radar, and that controls the budget and the actions of, of the World Health Organization. And that is mainly the Gates Foundation, which is uh, giving... In total, estimated one billion dollars a year to WHO, and uh, also the big pharma, Pfizer, and these other uh, corrupt uh, drug companies. So this is the first model of going from nation-state rule of law into a completely uh, other kind of uh, supranational, top-down control, and it's it's uh, frightening if people. Uh, want to have uh, their health dictated to by uh, uh, agency in Geneva, Switzerland that is unaccountable to anybody, uh, then they're they're a little bit uh, flirting with danger. 
Uh, William, I'm joined here in studio. I'm with uh, Basil Valentine, uh, who is yeah. also a correspondent at the Sunday Wire. He, he's got he's got a few questions for you, but uh, go ahead. Sure. Uh, uh, hi, William. Good to talk to you. Um, Hello, Basil. Yeah. Gates, of course, funds the WHO also through Gavi, his sort of yes. private so-called philanthropic charity, which is a big <laughs> vaccine promoter, isn't it? Uh, yes, and we're seeing the emergence, you know, the fairly naked emergence now of the beginnings of a supranational one world government with interlocking non-governmental organizations, yes. WHO, obviously, Gavi, which funds it, Gates pulling the strings in the background, uh, and of course, uh, the one that the sort of build the public face of Bilderberg, the World Health, the um, the uh, World Economic Forum, mm -hmm. who meet next week. Of course, it's their big shindig, twenty second to the twenty twenty second to the twenty sixth of May, where yeah, nearly yeah. two and a half thousand leaders will be gathering in Davos. Um, the interestingly enough that the theme for this year's Davos is history at a turning point, government policies and business strategies. And it's framed as the most consequential geopolitical and geoeconomic moment of the past three decades against the backdrop of a once in a century pandemic. So the narrative of the last two years isn't being analyzed, deconstructed for what it really was, examining the numbers of uh, uh, of dead, whether did more people die in 2021 in Western nations than uh, in previous years? No, it turns out they didn't. But as we've discovered in Britain recently, the all-cause mortality rate did jump last year and continues this year above the 10-year average. And that just happens to coincide with the injections. I won't call them vaccinations. Uh, but I the digress. Jab, yeah. yeah, exactly. The jabs. Um, so to, to, to carry on quoting from the uh, World Economic Forum website, clarity of vision and unity of purpose will be crucial for making progress against the unprecedented complexity of a multipolar world. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's becoming more and more brazen, really. You've got a combination of, you know, the billionaire class, Bill Gates, royalty, Prince Charles will be there. I heard that he was mumbling this week about how unless we tackle climate change, there will be more pandemics, right? Mm. So, you know, all these bogeymen are being linked together and they all add up to a loss of personal freedom, a loss of national sovereignty, and a... You know, it's the stepping stones approach to an oligarchical, unaccountable, one world government, which can impose whatever kind of medical restrictions or impositions on the individual or the nation state that it chooses. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's the crucial point that you just mentioned, is the unaccountable. There's no accountability that we have over either the World Economic Forum, the uh, you know corporate board of trustees of that World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab and so forth, or from the World Health Organization, the United Nations and so forth. They're just uh, 
the president of the European Union today is a, uh, a rather incompetent German by the name of uh, uh, von der Leyen. Ursula von der Leyen. Absolutely dreadful woman. She started talking well, about... Well, if I may just finish this point. Uh, Ursula von der Leyen, who was a catastrophe as the German defense minister under Merkel, uh, she was a member of the board of trustees of something called the World Economic Forum since 19, uh, 2016. So it's no accident that she's now the, the most powerful political figure in the European Union. Yeah. Just just one example of how, how this thing is. Christine Lagarde, she's a member, the president of the European Central Bank. She's a member of the board of the uh, Davos World Economic Forum. So that Europe goes the way it, it uh, has, has been doing with an economic suicide is, is very predictable in my view. Yes, it's the revolving door, isn't it, between these various organizations amongst um, so-called... Well, they, be, they pick their cadre and then insert them into places with enormous corporate uh, muscle that they have. You know, Larry Fink, the chairman of BlackRock, uh, which manages $9 trillion under, under uh, uh, its various uh, funds worldwide exerts influence on, on the world economy that few human beings or few governments even dream yes. of. Yes. Uh, and in terms of sort of promotion within these ranks, your face has to fit. You have to be trustworthy to stay on message and implement policies as dictated, like Justin Trudeau and Jacinda Ardern. Uh, you're mm -hmm. massaged into power. Criticism is deflected by mainstream corporate media. Um, and so you're shielded from the worst of the dreaded scourge of populism. Anyone remotely popular, populist, whether on the left or right, whether Trump or Corbyn or Marine Le Pen is vilified as an extremist, when in fact mm -hmm. uh, the real fascists, although a lot of people are calling them communists, the real neo-feudalists are this phony center, you know, um, you know, the World Economic Forum presents as a sort of consensus, sensible, middle of the road. You know, politicians all come from so-called centrist parties. They all wear suits. They don't wear swastika armbands. They don't carry flags with uh, pictures of Marx or Lenin. But in fact, they're the real authoritarians. They are the anti-democratic. And it's the populists who are the only ones trying to stand up for the for the people. Uh, there are one or two members of the European Parliament, um, you know, one or two from Ireland and Denmark, uh, you've managed to slip through the net, but uh, simply as a member of the European Parliament, you have very limited power. All the power yeah. in Europe lies with the Commission, you know. Yeah, and of um, similarly, of course, the, you know, national leaders, the likes of Macron and uh, all the rest of it, you know, are suitably groomed, selected, and... Uh, in Biden's case, if the election doesn't go the right way, well, then it's turned the right way, isn't it? Uh, uh, William, I wanted to ask you a question on uh, people are yeah, one, 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 they're wondering about China. China is a major funder of the WHO, um, but China also exerts uh, quite a lot of their own national sovereignty uh, as and when they, they, they choose to. But they're also a big funder, the WHO. So are they beholden to the WHO or do they help? 
form WHO policies? It's it's a big point of 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 a big question for a lot of people, William. What what are you yes. what are your feelings on that? How that works? That relationship. My take on this is that uh, Tedros would never have become the head of WHO without the covert backing of, of Beijing. They got key allied nations in the, in the General Assembly to back what was promoted as the first uh, Afghan to head the WHO. And uh, Tedros, namely from Ethiopia. But he was also the first and only head of WHO, director general of WHO, who's not a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. He uh, he has uh, no uh, discernible background in, in medicine. He studied community health in in uh, Ethiopia and in the UK, and was the health minister of Ethiopia during three different major cholera out- outbreaks in the country, which he as minister covered up. And that was when he was with the Tigray led dictatorship in, in Ethiopia that's since been overturned. So the idea that this this character Tedros, well, he was he owes his job to a co- coalition of Bill Gates, uh, the pharma, and China at that point. Now there's been some, some uh, rather harsh words exchanged between Tedros and uh, Xi Jinping over the zero tolerance policies in, in Shanghai and Beijing and other cities in China on COVID. But uh, whether that's just a, a window dressing, uh, you know, fake thing or, or not, or whether it's real, I think at, at this point, uh, the relationship of China to anything that a supranational body tells it to do uh, it's going to be simply uh, go screw yourself, <laughs> to put it bluntly. <laughs> and uh, I, there's some recent discussion that Russia is, the Russian Duma is preparing legislation to exit the WHO and the WTO, which I think would be a great step for Russia's sovereignty. Mm. But uh, that hasn't been so open in China so far. But uh, I think the real, the real control of, of uh, WHO at this point is really the Gates big pharma mafia. Yeah, so that that's the conflict of interest that you've uh, uh, highlighted uh, in your in your new article uh, on this. It's yeah. uh, available at New Eastern Outlook. Uh, the headline is WHO Stealth Coup to Dictate Global Health Agenda of Gates and Big Pharma by F. William Engdahl is joining us uh, on the line uh, right now. Uh, we're going to take a short break uh, with our station TNT, uh, and we'll be right back after these messages. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. Stay with us, and we will continue delving into and deconstructing the WHO's pandemic treaty and what you need to know about it and what we can do about it. We'll be right back after these messages. Media absurdity reaches a new low. Actual newspaper headline reads, COVID and climate change push many older women into prostitution. Stay tuned. From Washington, D.C., this is the Morano Minute with your host, TNT Radio's Mark Morano. PTI News Service features a story this week that has been picked up in several Indian newspapers, including The Print. The article claims COVID has combined with climate change 
to rot yet another dimension of grimness, older women, some even grandmothers being pushed into prostitution. The article continues, we're still in the process of realizing the complete impact that COVID-19 brought into this region already battling climate change, claimed a social activist. Now, it was not COVID that caused these devastating impacts. It was the ill-advised lockdowns that wreaked havoc. The claim that unchecked climate change leads to more women entering prostitution has been around for decades, but it is now merged with climate change. Here is a climate prostitution claim from a decade ago. Several liberal lawmakers are pushing a resolution to warn women that climate change could make them vulnerable to, quote, sex, work, transactional sex and early marriage. Yes, that's right. If we don't mask up and support carbon taxes, not only will you kill grandma, but you'll turn her into a hooker. For the Morano Minute, I'm Mark Morano on TNT Radio. Through the training, through the drills, through the driving rain, through borders, through bushes, through barbed wire, through doors, through windows, through walls, through water, through mud, through dirt, through pubs, through clubs, through thick and thin, through the noise, through the shouting, through the silence, through it as a unit, through it as a team, through it all together. Your local infantry regiment is recruiting. To find out more, visit your local army careers office or go to armyjobs.mod.uk. One army, regular and territorial. This is TNT Radio, where you meet the entire menagerie of mankind and some who haven't yet been catalogued. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to TNT. Today's News Talk. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. Uh, We're live right now. It's a beautiful Thursday here on the South Coast uh, in Brighton. Uh, We've taken the studio on the road. I'm joined in studio shotgunning here at Valentine Towers with himself, Basil Valentine. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Good to be with you, Patrick. And uh, and joining us on the line, very special guest, uh, best-selling author F. William Angdahl is joining us on the live link from the heart of Europe. And uh, but before the break, we were kind of trying to understand, you know, the timeline, how this is going to be implemented. Uh, William, we also talked about the conflicts of interest, the role of China uh, in in dictating this policy or in putting people like Dr. Teodros uh, into into power. And I think Basil, you wanted to elaborate on a particular point, but uh, but but if you could pose a question, uh, yes, sure, to William on that. Sure, Tedros looks like a total stooge. First of all, he just looks like he's been, you know, with this guy will do whatever we tell him to do. You know, he's not too bright, but he's got the right color skin, and he's, you know. Oh, I think he, I think he's very bright. Oh, really? I think he's evil. I oh, think right. he's evil. Right? You think he's, he's- uh, he? He committed as as foreign minister in Ethiopia for the Tigray. Uh, People's Liberation Front. Uh, he committed ethnic cleansing against the rival uh, ethnic groups. Uh, you know, specific, explicit ethnic cleansing. Oh, he's he's clever in an evil way, and that's why they wanted him as head of the uh, WHO. Right. Okay. In his talk of war crimes, uh, he's been accused of of committing war crimes. Um, was yes. was was he ever brought to trial on that, Never. or has he been Never. kind of protected? Well, he has friends in high places, the Davos crowd, the Bill Gates Foundation, the People's Republic of China. Mm. You know, nobody's going to bring him to, uh, to accountability. But uh, just, Yeah, and I was just going to ask as well, um, how is the treaty, if, rat- you know, if ratified, and uh, I'm pleased to say that opposition to it in places like the UK is 
gathering momentum. There's a petition going to the House of Commons, which will, uh, we hope, automatically trigger a debate. But what is what is it okay. going to mean on the ground in terms of mandating what, vaccinations, what it, what it lockdowns? Mean, yeah, exactly. What it will mean on the ground is, uh, as is clear by the amendments, for the first time, the Director General of WHO, Tedros from uh, Ethiopia, Dr. Tedros, Doctor of Public uh, Health, uh, I think that's a misuse of the medical doctor terminology, but uh, Tedros can unilaterally determine after consulting his own opaque, uh, unaccountable emergency committee in the WHO whether the disease is, is uh, bird flu, whether it's uh, polio in India, or no matter what it is, he, after consulting with them internally, can declare uh, a health emergency on not just a pandemic basis, but on a regional basis, on a given country basis, or even within a country, and send WHO operatives into that country to dictate the response measures, even if that country vehemently opposes those and, and uh, uh, says, no, we disagree with you. For example, let's take the case of the uh, public health minister of South Africa when the Omicron variant was identified first in South Africa. And after it was picked up by the mainstream media as this huge panic, a new variant spreads faster. It turns out that the effects of it were as harmless as a, as a severe cold and the fatality rates were dramatically lower than any anything that people were talking about before. But that was blacked out. The health authorities in South Africa, she said in an interview, I don't know why the West is getting so upset about this. It's it's no big deal. Nobody's, you know, nobody's going into panic here in South Africa. So under those conditions, this would give the WHO Director General police powers under force of international law to impose whatever dictates they want. And they, you know, they have their offices in all the key countries. And we, we saw this. The reason that they're doing this is they're fine tuning what uh, gaps there were in the enforcement uh, from the COVID-19 uh, nonsense uh, two and a half years ago by creating this uh, top-down dictatorial uh, powers uh, to enforce the next pandemic. And by the way, they're, they're preparing the next pandemic. I, I, I want to just quote something that I, I uh, mentioned in my article. The former head under Trump of the uh, CDC, the uh, Committee for Disease Control and, and uh, Infection, in Atlanta, U.S. government agency on diseases, Robert, Dr. Robert Redfield gave an interview on a, on a Christian broadcasting station. He pretends to be some kind of born-again Christian, I think. That And he said, he predicted, uh, I want to quote you this because it's an astonishing thing. This was just in March of this year. I think we have to recognize, I've always said, I think the COVID pandemic was a wake-up call. I don't believe it's the great pandemic. I believe the great pandemic is still in the future, and that's going to be a bird flu pandemic for man. It's going to have significant mortality in the 10% to 50% range. It's going to be trouble. Now, that was two months ago 
by the former head, completely corrupt Robert Redfield of the CDC in, in the U.S. Uh, government. And apropos of that, uh, in one of the uh, bioweapon laboratories that the defense, the Pentagon, secretly installed throughout Ukraine that the, the Russians have uncovered, they were doing gain-of-function experiments, reportedly, on bird flu, whether it can be made uh, uh, to jump to the human species. So there's some really bad stuff in the pipeline that uh, people like Tedros and uh, Bill Gates and company Fauci uh, are, are uh, cooking up for us. And these new powers are going to be draconian beyond belief. They're not admitting uh, all the things that they're going to do with this. They're just hinting at it. But uh, if you know the people involved and the things they've done, Gates with his polio vaccines in India that create the polio, uh, so-called symptoms, uh, you know, that kind of thing, that uh, these are criminals. They should be in, in, uh, in front of uh, courts of international law instead of uh, in, in Geneva controlling our lives. Uh, William, the, the, at the G7, uh, the, the last G7, Boris Johnson, during his uh, one of his incoherent uh, diatribes, <laughs> w w was saying, he kept saying, zoonotic, zoonotic, uh, bio, you know, bi we need to build a biosurveillance infrastructure to catch zoonotic diseases. So the buzzword, uh, William, is zoonotic, zoonotic, yeah, the, the alleged jump from, from animals to humans that was, we're told happens all the time. Uh, monkey pox is the new one in the in the UK. Yeah. They're hyping that. You've got smallpox. You got the bird flu. Called the chickens. They're doing they're doing it all over the place. Zoonotic, zoonotic. Yeah. That's the buzzword, yeah, yeah. William. Yeah, and that uh, <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. Where we're told it happens all the time. And oh, we the need BBC to are going full throttle on monkeypox right what, now. Yeah, there's a big scare story on the. Uh, yeah, flags. no, I, I I read about that. I read about that. But uh, this is uh, just trying to keep the population in a state of constant paranoid fear. And Absolutely. It worked pretty well, I'm, I'm sad to say, on the COVID nonsense without any proof. And now, uh, as you pointed out, the, uh, the mortality rates in the generalized population in the period that we've had massive vaccination, not only in Britain, but in the U.S. and uh, you know, most other countries, has just gone through the roof. Yeah, insurance companies are reporting this. The death rate in, in yes. distant age groups yes. are up forty percent in some U.S. cases. Yes, yes. Oh, the actuaries know what's going on. Um, uh, Australia, uh, the United Australia Party. It's interesting the way this was framed. It took out a full-page advert denouncing the treaty. The way the Guardian newspaper, uh, who are well, I think you know what they are these days, William. Um, <laughs> have framed it. Uh, we say deep state. Exactly. Uh, I, I like this because we get more and more of this. The article is headli headlined, United Australia Party and Coalition MPs denounced for, quotes totally misleading claim about World Health Organization. And the article begins, experts have denounced an inverted commas, totally misleading claim claim perpetuated by government MPs in the United Australia Party that the World Health Organization will use a possible pandemic treaty to control Australia's health system, including to impose 
arbitrarily imposed lockdowns. Now, what we're getting these days is this, uh, and this was very much the case with uh, the whole COVID farrago, um, is the mainstream media taking these select expertise, always experts, whose opinions sort of can't really be challenged, and uh, anybody attempting to give a voice to the Especially people. Especially when you don't give their, their titles or their names. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I thought that was interesting. And of course, you know, any deviation from the narrative um, is, uh, you know, absolutely taboo. We can't have a debate about these things. You know, there can be no discussion. Anybody who deviates is a heretic. Well, the Biden administration tried to do a, an end run on, on uh, heresy by uh, creating the uh, <laughs> this disinformation and misinformation uh, agency within HHS uh, that's, that's now been put on hold. Yes. And this lunatic woman uh, who was chosen to be the head of that and sings these unbelievable songs <laughs> yes. on YouTube. Uh, she has resigned. Yes. So they're having a little trouble on some of these things. But uh, Yes, yeah. yes, Department of Homeland Security have said they're pausing the activities of the... Well, they're pausing it and giving it to two of the uh, worst characters or, uh, for review, uh, the former head under Bush of, of the uh, Homeland Security and uh, uh, another Democrat whose name I yeah, don't recall at the moment. But it's they're, they're just playing games trying to cool the thing down because the woman they chose to head this thing was such a lunatic that it, it backfired on them. But that's, they have more lunatics up their sleeve, unfortunately. I, I mean, the, the, the treaty does still require the cooperation on the ground of you know, native populations. Uh, do you set any store by the possibility of, you know, organized people power resisting this tremendous overreach of power, you know, because it's still got to be, it's still got to be implemented. Well, uh, the problem is you see the corruption in governments under the COVID thing. This is, this is not even a, the definition of pandemic was changed under the bird flu nonsense in 2009 by the, the WHO Board of Experts, uh, right. for the first time in history, a pandemic does not include s high mortality or severe effects. It just is a geographical distribution of a, of a so-called disease. Or, or right, sickness. right. So, so they didn't, if you look closely at the statements from Tedros, uh, when the uh, corona thing first emerged in, in early uh, 2020, they didn't call it a uh, uh, pandemic. They called it a health emergency of uh, international concern or some nonsense like that. So, uh, you know, and then they, for uh, because they hadn't agreed on a, on a new definition of pandemic that would just stand muster, so then they tried to cover it up by this. But they're, they're, they're going to create a well, they've got the propaganda behind them. They've got the money behind them. They've got most of the corrupt governments of the Western world behind them. Maybe Russia, not maybe, uh, although Putin uh, seemed to capitulate into this whole COVID insanity uh, about a year ago. 
and let his health minister run wild on the thing. But uh, there's not going to be much resistance allowed on this thing. It's it's global fascism, and health is going to be one of the major uh, vectors to to create this fascism. I think. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And, and we just got a couple of minutes left. I just wanted to ask you, William, what do you think? The, the this looks like this agreement. Uh, they're going to be in close uh, communication and coordination with the IMF, the World Bank, the, the sort of the WTO, these sort of multilateral institutions. What do you think that means in relation to this uh, WHO pandemic treaty? Is do you think this uh, compliance to whatever the diktats are could be tied to a country's ability to get loans, financial aid? Yep. What, what, how do you think this? No is gonna... question, no question about it. Yeah. Go ahead. The uh, it adds also the Food and Agriculture Organization. So right now we're facing a global uh, food famine, global, the worst since uh, the Second World War, and uh, so the. Food and Agriculture Organization can decide what countries get food aid if they don't cooperate with the WHO on the right. pandemic uh, response. Right. The uh, UN Environmental Program, if they don't cooperate on, on the climate change, uh, zero carbon uh, insanity, and, and so forth. So this, this is really major, major. Uh, it's not being stated openly how huge it is, but it's, believe you me, this is... This is no good development. So do you think it's too far flung to say that uh, how, how much a country is, uh, their vaccination rates could be tied to their ability to get some kind of a financial assistance or food assistance? Sure. What do you think? Sure, sure. Then the next step will be that the IMF or the World Bank will uh, say that pending the uh, adoption of WHO, uh, you know, pandemic or epidemic measures, uh, the aid will be given so they can make it uh, connected with that, just like they're doing increasingly with climate change conditions. If the country doesn't, uh, you know, Mark Carney's role uh, advising the United Nations, if the uh, country doesn't abide by the climate change uh, agenda, then they don't get, uh, you know, support from the, from the IMF and company, World Bank. So, the so big, this, this is yeah. Go this ahead. is global government being take, being being shaped in front of our eyes with seemingly an innocuous little set of amendments to a treaty that's already been passed. So therefore, it will not be debated by any member countries of, of the United Nations. It's the Bilderberg's wet dream, isn't it? It's what they've been plotting since the 1980s when these organizations were less powerful uh when there wasn't the propaganda exercise that we've witnessed over the last couple of years uh, in order well, the to Bilderberg, sort of, if i if i may say just, just quickly we've got one minute we got we have one minute left go ahead william we'll give you uh one minute left to yeah no i just say that bilderberg was is specifically a 1950s atlanticist uh, uh way of uh, u.s controlling europe and the 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 real powers today are uh, the Davos World Economic Forum and uh, uh, well, the Trilateral Commission was an attempt by David Rockefeller to bring Asia into the game, but, but the uh, WEF and now they're transforming the United Nations. I think that is the real uh, key point and the Bilderberg is, is, is a uh, secondary player, if I may say, 
they're not irrelevant, but they're not there. Davos is, is much more powerful today than Bilderberg. Thank you, F. William Engdahl, for joining us uh, on TNT. Very much appreciated. Uh, really, really thank you for joining us on this. This has been a great conversation. Thank you, Patrick. We're going to be right back uh, after these messages with TNT Today's News Talk. I'm here with Basil Valentine live in studio, so stick around. we got much more to plow through in our number three. 